We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Carlo Navas, and with me today, producer and co-founder, Brian Gillespie. I feel like the last time I saw you was when I visited your place back in, it was like pre, pre-Omicron. Pre-Omicron. Was, yeah, that yeah. was crazy. That was, uh, what a time. We went to a restaurant, you know, we, we, we didn't feel like we were in immediate danger. You know. That, that restaurant of, was awesome. What was it called again? I can't remember the name. It was, was in, it was in the Gables. In the, it was a rooftop in the Gables. It was, it's a new rooftop in the Gables. Hold on, let me get the name because I want to shout them out because that place is really good. The service is so great. So, yeah, that place rooftop is amazing. In Coral Gables. Uh, love it. Highly recommend what Fig said. Olive Garden. Yep, that's me shopping at, eating out at the Olive Garden. <laughs> um, Today is our all-star selection show. I'm happy to be doing it with Brian. Brian and, you know, Brian and I, you know, we started this thing. So, you know, we're excited to pick some all-stars. Did you know this? Do you know we're nearing 400 episodes? I think this is number 398 or 397. 396. That's crazy. 396, man. We need ideas for our 400th episode. We didn't do anything special for 305, which was a missed opportunity. Also, I mean, we're approaching... Uh, we're approaching a decade soon, so that's that's coming up. We started in 2012, um, yep. and we're we're coming up on 2020. Uh, what 2013? I think <laughs> 20, yeah, 2013. Yeah, 2013. Right in May. That was pretty much the last finals that the Heat won. Yeah, was May, the, was when May we did in 2013. Our, yeah, for shows. Uh, so Brian, let's let's talk a little bit about last night, and then we're gonna move into some all star. Let's just do some housekeeping okay. on some stuff. So you know the Heat. Get Bam back. I think he was a little rusty. What a great game against the Raptors. I know that, you know, whatever. The, the, it got real chippy at the end with, with two fan bases. But, bro, what an awesome game. And, I, I mean, I don't want to see them in a playoff series because that's going to be an absolute bloodbath. But uh-huh. that was one of my favorite games of the year. Honestly, their last two wins have felt like playoff games to most of any game that they've played so far this season. And it's it feels nice because I felt like a, towards the beginning of the season, 
you were seeing that they weren't, it seemed like they weren't doing as well when it was coming to crunch. Like they were great when they had the lead, when they had like blowouts and stuff. Yeah. But when, when pretty much, you know, the, the game gets, you know, pretty close, intense, physical, all those emotions kind of kick in. It felt like they didn't have the same energy. To, it felt like a lot of it was offense. Defensively, they were fine. It was just offensively, they were not making enough baskets to kind of keep them in the game. Um, primarily, really, that one Utah game where they almost came back. Pretty much both Utah games, right? They yeah. came back, and it, it felt like if they well, had they an extra up. minute of regulation, they would have lost both those games. Because they were up, yeah, and then in the other Utah came back. So, I mean, those have been... Those have been really fun games. And I know um, that they talked about it a lot in, in the media, like they need to play better in those kind of close games. So it's it's very nice and very um, refreshing to see them pull out these wins and, and really these playoff environments, and especially at home, to see it at home with a fan base, you know, cheering them on. Obviously, despite like everything that's going on in the country with, with the coronavirus and everything, it, it just feels nice to see that kind of playoff atmosphere that the Heat and this fan base haven't really seen in a few years because, I mean, last time they made that finals run, they, they weren't even in front of their home team. They were pretty much, you know, they were stuck in a bubble. So I, I, it only gives you a preview of what's going to come, I think. Why is, why is Chad talking about me being bullied? I, I'm not, are we, I mean, I am bullied, but is, is something happening on Twitter? Am I being bullied on the timeline right now that I don't know about? What's going on? I don't, why, is, why is Chad talking about bullying me? Regardless, Bam did come back. Um, I thought his defensive activity was fantastic. I mm-hmm. I like that they went back to their switching. I, I thought I think you saw that when Bam stepped back, they're like, we're gonna go to what we like and what we want to do. Deadman, first big off the bench, no yurt seven minutes. I think Gabe kind of proved that maybe he should have a little bit more regular season leash, you know, even if it's you know 12 to 15 minutes a game, Brian. Yeah. I, I thought. You know, I understand the confusion with Spo kind of sitting him the day the game before, um, but you know, kind of in a war of attrition with depth, I think that you know, kind of having Gabe eat up some of those minutes is good. Honestly, I think those Gabe minutes, and especially the Gabe and Caleb minutes together, uh, it, 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 those were some of the best lines Caleb that put up put out. And, um, and it just seems like a lot of the the good things that happen for the Heat come on the defensive end, like when they're able to produce those fast break opportunities, it it just helps them in, in in a way control the pace of the game. That's always been their biggest thing is they can control the pace and play at their own speed, you know, play at their own tempo. It feels like they have a good chance to win. Offensively, obviously, like the three-point shooting has been keeping them in it um, as of late. But you know, like when it comes to playoff time, these kind of games where it gets physical and intense, you need the defense to to kind of step up. And we've seen two two pretty great defensive performances from this team. And obviously it's not a shock that with Jimmy and Bam coming back, that's when the Heat are at their best defensively. So it feels like things are clicking for them at the right time. And and just looking at the landscape of the league, especially in their conference right now, it, it seems like the perfect time for them to capitalize on that first scene and probably hold on to it for quite a bit of time. They have a great home stretch still for like the next, I think, 10 games before they really have like another road trip. I know they have one game that's in Atlanta next week, but for the most part, they think the rest of this month, it's pretty much all home. And it's not, I mean, looking at the opponents, I feel like Toronto might be one of their hardest teams that they're going to have to play. Um, Philly was another that they just got. Philly Philly definitely was. Uh, I'm not sure about the Lakers game. I heard AD may or may not come back by the time. Who knows if LeBron wants to play LeBron, that game? Yeah, LeBron probably. <laughs> at this point, doesn't really have a choice. Um, but besides that, like I don't think there's that many teams throughout this month 
that kind of scare me at the moment. Levine's out for a while. Durant's yeah. going to miss time. So those are the two teams ahead of you. Lowry, I think, is missing tomorrow's game as well. Hope everything's okay with him and, yeah. and his family. Well, it's and personal reasons. I think it's... No, yeah, it's I mean, not, I, I, you know, yeah. obviously... It's uh, not injury-related, but... No, yeah, I, I mean, it, I've been be emotionally, fine. like, I hope you're, you know... They'll be fine. That takes longer to heal than any ankle, Brian. Matters of the heart. Um, going back to your, going back to a couple points before we move on, uh, Caleb and uh, Caleb Martin and, and Gabe Vincent, Caleb as uh, Siobhan calls them, uh, plus seven points per 100 possessions in 333 minutes, uh, mm-hmm. 102 defensive rating, almost 103. That is kind of what you're going to get. You get those two guys that are hawks on the perimeter. Um, the way that Gabe was guarding Pascal Siakam yesterday down the stretch was pretty remarkable and they allowed some of their bigger guys to go on the Toronto wings and the guards, particularly Van Vliet kind of mm-hmm. let Jimmy and, and Caleb defend him and, and Gabe held his own. And I think that they, I don't know if that's taking a page out of Lowry's book where you're just like, you dare these dudes to post up and, and Pascal's like a legit good post up player, but they, they kind of dared him, sent help, sat on the spin move. And I thought that was terrific to your point about the home games. Um, it's nice because they've had such a road-heavy schedule. Um, you know, it's good that these guys can kind of get some reps at home. Bam's coming back. Brian, things look, things looking up. I mean, they've been pretty good, but now, you know, we're going to see, you know, once these guys get healthy with this kind of soft schedule, you know, we yeah. can kind of see, get them, have a couple games under their belt before it gets rough again. And I think that that's going to be a really fun thing to see. Um. Super happy that band's back. I f- it, you saw the love from the fan base, from UD having that sign, you know, waiting for him basically during warmups. It's the team definitely needs Bam. He's pretty much the heart and soul of this team more than anyone else. I feel like, and you could tell. Like, I mean, he even said in his his um, pregame comments, like he he didn't even sleep pretty much the night before because he was so excited to come back and play. So it's just awesome to see Bam back out there and. You know, as much as we love year seven um, starting and, you know, trying to make a case for him, you know, as pretty much like the future of this team might be, you know, down the road. I, it's, um, it's definitely Bam right now. That's, that's, we need him more than anyone else in the front court. And I'm sure year seven's time will come. I don't know if they'll eventually try a pairing with him and Bam. I don't see it happening this season because I feel like right now it's supposed going to be I, right now, Spo has a challenge of just playing 12 guys that deserve minutes. And I'm not sure if Yurtsevin can... I don't know if he can overtake Deadman's spot as a backup big at the moment. I think, so, I think Deadman's just so plug-and-play for what they do. I think his chemistry with Hero is pretty... I think is is almost the most important thing in this decision. Yeah. Because, you know, when those two guys come off your bench, you know that it's going to be pretty spectacular. So together they're mm-hmm. about plus 11, 120 offensive rating. Um, and that number actually was plus 20 earlier in the season. But when those two started starting, yeah. those numbers took a bit of a hit. So kind of want to see how those numbers stabilize with, you know, their lineups being, you know, a little healthier. So just good stuff for the heat all around. Great win. Disappointing loss against Philly on a night that they couldn't shoot the ball well. Some of the problems. They were going to have one of those nights. I mean, they weren't going to be shooting 40% from three for the entire month, every single game, 99 out. It's funny, Brian. Like, Philly fans were even like, oh, you know, like, they're not super, like, into their team right now. Like, they like, 
it's kind of funny how the Sixers have become the thing that Hinky never wanted them to be like a pretty good, but not great fifth seed in the Eastern conference. You mean what the heat were for years with, with what was those yeah, but like, that we were throwing out there with Wade Whiteside? Dang. But those are the rebuild periods. They got a three seed. I know. You watch your mouth, but it's just funny how that's how the Sixers ended up, right? This, I mean, and I, you know, they're a couple games back of three, right? It's not like they're going to, but is there just like not, I don't know. I don't think a lot of people take them seriously, but you know, I'm not scared of that matchup in the playoffs. I'm not scared of anybody. You know, I'm, I'm just not, no team worries me. I, I feel yeah, but like, there's certain matchups you don't you want to like you don't want to play Cleveland the first round if you can. Oh, I, yeah, it. no, I, I lied. That team scares me. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to Justin Rowan. I'm like, I want you all to get that red with the Bucks. Fuck that. I want Garland and Allen. <laughs> Two guys playing outstanding, which I think leads us pretty much pretty pretty easily into the All Star game. Uh, by the way, shout out to Kali you for the prime sub. We love. Oh, thank you so much for all these subs, man. I've been like, I haven't been on a couple of these shows, but I've been watching you know from a distance. And dude, like, I, I saw you guys had like over 150 subs in one hangover time. Yeah, no, the, the it, that was a record, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, it's just crazy that you guys have been like outpouring with your love with all these subs, and and it helps us keep our lights running. So it's as long as these guys can keep doing that, we can keep making content for you guys. So. It's I awesome. got in a fight with Ben Dossett the other day, and I said, I make a living doing what I love with my friends. You can't hurt me. <laughs> you guys help pay for a new duvet for me. Thank you. Look at that. Thanks. Shout out to Brian. Did you get the, did you get the one I had? I didn't see that one. On no, your, your, wasn't on, your wasn't in stock. Yeah, so we're I lucky. I, I bought that in store, though. I didn't buy that online. I went to the store and I picked it. So I'm not going to store right now. I'll, yeah, yeah everything's so, yeah. pretty much regardless online, online shopping everything right now <laughs> brian and i both bought houses so we're, we're very into decor right now so apologies to that um cartelliana says g treated us with stripping yeah i asked i asked for subs so i wouldn't take off my jersey smart that did happen we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis 
analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. So, all-star game in Cleveland. We don't want to play Cleveland. This is a show where we are going to pick our all-stars. So, Brian, how should we do this? Because I like how Zach Lowe does where he kind of mentions his locks and then like his guests. But I don't want to copy that. Is there something we can do? We probably should have planned this. Why can't we copy him? We got like let's copy Zach way. Lowe. It seems like a let's, smart way to do it. What who like because like you know when you pick all well, like okay how about how about we, we come up the like, rules I, how about sure. I, I tell you for sure what the rules are so we don't fuck this up too because I'm looking at the on the official NBA.com site they have a, a web page called the NBA All Star Draft Explainer. So it pretty much tells you exactly what needs to happen in terms of picking these teams. But so, I don't want what we think is going to be the all-star. I want who we think is deserving to be the all-stars. Yeah, and, and, I, and I feel that okay, same way cool. too. But I just, okay, so but, you just want to explain it to the audience. Yeah, yeah but, but we also have to make sure that it's, it's within the criteria of, of who gets voted gotcha, into the all-star. Gotcha, gotcha. So the criteria for pretty much, I think, since 2018, because that's when they made these changes, was um, so there's 12 pairs from both the East and West um, teams that get voted in. There's 10 starters, obviously two guards, three front court pa- players per conference. And those are chosen by a combination of the fan vote, which takes 50% of the vote. Current players, um, so players who are playing right now in the teams, um, to get 25% of the vote. And then the last 25% are basketball media. Um, so I guess people like Zach Lowe have a vote in that last quarter percentage. So those Combine, make 100%. That's how you get um, voted into the starter spots. Now, if you want to get voted um, as like the backup, as like the reserves and stuff, those are when the coaches come into play. So the 30 NBA coaches select the 14 reserves, which includes two guards and another three front court players um, right now for both conferences. So we have to keep that in mind. So like the starters that we're picking or who we think are deserving to pick, be picked, Obviously, they're going to be picked based on you know those criteria. So it's three front row players, two guards, both um, spots, and then let me make sure one more thing because it's three. Isn't that wait? That's ten players. There should be two two more players. Yeah, and oh, and two players at any position in the respective conference. Okay, so you basically pick two uh, two players from whatever position that you want. So the you know we get we get three front court. Two guards, two wild cards as the reserves, and obviously the starters yeah. are the starters. All right, so let's let's start with uh let's start with our locks, Brian. Let's start with the starters. Who who do you have as like for sure locks? You didn't even have to think about it, and we'll see if we have the same ones. So I felt like it was easier to do the front court, in my opinion, than the okay. back court because I felt like, I feel like on the East, especially we're doing like, for the Eastern Conference, by the way, yeah, we're only doing Eastern, but for the, for the East, I, I think the three easy locks for the front court are Giannis and Bede and Durant. Yeah. Those are as your front I, court. I, I think that that's, I think, in, in, you know, for all this shit, we talk about Embiid. I mean, we kind of saw him the other night. He just kind of best player to you. And when that jumper's going, that jumper's going, you know, yeah. Durant who may or may not play because of his injury. He, he probably won't play, but he he will still be voted in. He's yeah, he's, he's gonna still going to get the selection. He will be probably reserved with somebody else. And um, looking at the rules again, 
that extra spot that gets replaced is um, is basically um, selected by Commissioner Silver. So yes, chat chat saying like he won't play. Yeah, but like you still pick him, right? Yeah, and he's like, still going to he, be the captain. He he's a leading, he's a leading yeah. fan vocator, so he'll be the captain. He will have his own squad. It'll be Team Durant for the, for even if he doesn't the play in the All Star game under his resume, it'll say 2021 NBA All Star, which yeah. matters, you know, for these guys and their Hall of Fame ballots and their bonuses and all that stuff so okay so we i think durant is a is a is a pretty no-brainer yeah. but i um, think with that in in mind we should also select an extra person to be a replacement well, we could do that at the end because that'll yeah. be the, the last vote so, okay so i think our three front core guys are the same Giannis, you know two-time mvp depoy playing an unreal season when every milwaukee buck was hurt so, yeah <laughs> you know what i mean and, and obviously we know we know that Embiid is great um so those are so. Who do you have as the two starting guards? Because I think this is where it starts to get really interesting. Yeah, um, I have Trey Young. Okay, I don't particularly love it, but I couldn't think of anyone else that was probably more deserving as a point guard in the East to be the starter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have James Harden as my two guard. I do. I have Harden as well, and that's funny because I, I talked with Leif. Uh, I talked with Leif the other day and I was, and Leif doesn't really like Harden this year. And we were kind of having a conversation and he's like, something's off about him. And I go, I agree. He's but- almost averaging a triple double right no, now. That's what I said. I'm like, <laughs> I go, James Harden is like playing like, and his stats are only going to go up now that Durant's out. And he's averaging still only playing points, road games, 23 points, 10 rebounds and eight assists uh, on, I think 56 true shooting. I'll, yeah. I'll confirm that for you guys. But, you know, uh, he is at, for true shooting percentage, um, he is at 59. So almost 60 true shooting percentage. So really good. <laughs> um, I had Trey Young as well. I, I kind of waffled between him and, and another pick, but I'm sorry. I'm not, and I, and I'm I not in DeMar. love. I had, I'm I had not, Harden and DeMar. Yeah. I'm point. not in love with Trey Young just because Atlanta hasn't looked great this season. If they had a better record, I feel more happy about like that pick. but. I mean, his stats are still up there. Uh, I, it's kind of hard not to put him as a star. I mean, he's pretty much the leading vote getter too. Who Trey? Right now, yeah, Trey is pretty much on, in terms of guards. I'll I'll confirm, but I'm pretty sure last I saw, he had like well over a million votes right now. I agree with what Fix said and other people in chat. Demar being a guard is ridiculous. I believe Perkeling in the glass says that he's played like guard one percent of the I, season or something. I, yeah, and it's it's crazy because he's not. Yeah, he's definitely not playing guard for Chicago. But I, I think they had said, or I forgot who who it was. It might have been Chicago. or might have been NBA that clarified why he was listed as a as a. He, I think he like he, he asked for it. He asked, yeah he asked for it. Yeah, he, so. I mean we shouldn't listen. We can't be caving it. But in a way, it kind of helps him in a way get that backward selection because that front court at least for starting like if he wants to start it's pretty thin as a front court player i mean like you got three guys that definitely deserve to be the starters so, so. cleaning the glass has him 21 percent of the time at power forward at, at small forward 76 percent of the time as power forward and three percent of the time at center they don't have him as a guard uh any other time so super weird but it is what it is as much yep. as i've talked shit about damar um, he's had a great season. He's been sensational, and I don't even think that you can. He's an all star. I think he's a lock too. I mean, we—he's not a starter on my lineup, but I think he is an all star lock. I mean, Chicago has pretty much the best. I mean, outside of Miami, they have the best record right now in the East, and 
you know, he's played healthy all year and he has he has the numbers to prove it. So I don't see why he's not going to be deserving of getting the all-star vote. His case is pretty unassailable, I think. And as as much as I like to be a hater, I have eyes. I know what I'm watching. I mean, 20, 26 points per game. You know, he's getting to the line again, you know, over seven times, which I think is was a huge part of his game that slipped a little in San Antonio and it's kind of come back to him. You know, 48% from the field, 35% on threes, um, 50% on twos. The dude is just incredible this season. The on-off stuff with DeMar is pretty remarkable. When he's on the court, they're plus five, almost plus six. When he's off Mm -hmm. the court, they're minus six. It's similar to Jimmy Butler last year. So, I mean, he's great. I can be a hater all I want, but I I had in the backcourt he and Harden. Uh, Trey made it on, on my team, but he was a reserve for me, not a starter. I was pretty much flipping flopping between Harden and and Demar, but I felt like Harden's Harden just too good, man. Harden's too good, and and Trey's just losing too much that I I just can't in good faith reward that. I, he's been great I though. Know. I mean, Trey Young's been a fucking monster, but I just I I could I I don't know. Maybe I'm too old school that I want to reward the winning, but. I mean, obviously, I'd rather have Trey Young than Demar Derozan, but I mean, the the twenty eight points per game, the seven, the 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 nine assists, the four rebounds, the good shooting numbers. I mean, thirty seven percent on threes, fifty percent on twos. Uh, the dude's awesome. Getting to the line about the same as Demar, just pretty better in almost every category. But I, I just gave it to Demar for the winning. I, I, they're both really bad on defense, so that that doesn't really factor in for me. Just to put it out there, actually, Demar has the most um, votes and for guards right now. That's all Canada. Second can returns. Trey Young is number two. Canada loves him. I, I, I listen. Durant, DeRozan's the most loved guy on earth. I was surprised how on fire my mentions were when I slandered him. He has the third most votes of all the Eastern Conference players right now. He's got almost three million. But I mean, this was from second fan returns. He's going to be well over three million on the next. Um, batch that comes out probably tomorrow. I think it might come out tomorrow. Like this, this came out five days ago, so or maybe yeah, it might come out actually like by Thursday. But yeah, it's crazy that um he has so many votes right now. So he's definitely he has probably a better case than Harden right now in terms of getting the fan vote, which is fifty percent of it. So, but we're we're talking about yeah. who we think. I, is, yeah, is, I, and is I, I get that, but also like I kind of also want to put it together with like what we also probably we'll see too in a way yeah okay so um all right so let's let's move on to the reserve so we have six guys already right so remember it's three front court two guards and two wild cards and we're going to pick an extra one at the end for the alternate so i think we each have one of our guards taken because i went with trey and you went with damar so who is your other guard (sighs) so there's so many good candidates. That's that's where it gets really tough for the Eastern Conference. I um I was having a hard time because I wanted to get I needed to get one player from Cleveland because they're playing so well right now. And I wasn't sure to pick between Jared Allen and and Darius Garland. I lean towards Garland on my selection, but it was close. Um so I have Garland right now as one of my Backward players. Okay, so you're, and then so you're I, two reserves. So your two guards are Demar and Garland. Yeah. And then is another guard a, a wild card for you? Yeah. What you got? I got Levine. You got Levine. Yeah. Okay. So 
Garland, DeMar, Levine. So two bulls on the bench. My other guard is Fred Van Vliet. I knew you were going to pick him. <laughs> he just, but he's, he's on a good team. Yeah, he's, he's having an amazing season on both ends of the floor. I think he deserved it last year. He's averaging 22 points per game. He's averaging seven assists, five rebounds, 43% from the field, 40% from three-point range. Uh, his bad finishing is still, you know, pretty uh, Ziz Achilles heel. Uh, you know, everybody has their warts, but I think he's been great. I think he's deserved it. I don't, I don't really, I, I, he was I, my other option for sure. It's tough not giving it to Garland. Um, I, I wanted to, and I went back and forth with Garland and another player. There are actually three Cavs players that deserve consideration, but you know. Evan Mobley would be the other one, but I, he's a rookie, man. I don't think he deserves it. His first year in the NBA, his numbers don't even aren't, aren't really as great as some of the other front court players. Like his numbers are less than Sabonis right now. So like a, I'm thinking of another front court player. I'll, I'll pick Sabonis probably over him at the moment. But definitely, like, don't get me wrong. He's going to be an all star player for years to come. So I mean, just he's not an all star player. I think in his rookie season. So let's go with the two front court guys, with the three front court guys. Um, and to kind of pivot on that, Brian, I, I as a Cav nod, I gave it to Jared Allen. I thought. Out of, and I talked to people about this because I, I originally went Garland because I think he's more fun. And I like mm-hmm. and I, I just feel like he's their engine to a lot of what they do. And I, I really looked at the numbers and I talked to a lot of people. I was like, hey, what do you think about the I, I got to say, like 90 percent of the people yeah. I spoke to. I didn't talk to anybody but myself. So you're cheating. I did research. I asked people what they thought. I was like, am I do I have biases? And they all told me they all told me, Alan. And I, I went with Jared Allen. OK. Uh, it's awesome. not a bad pick. It's not a bad pick. I only picked one calf player, so obviously Allen's not on my front court list. Is um, Levine eligible at forward? No, I think he's only a guard. Let me Is look. He only just, a guard. Let me make sure. Yeah, he's. Wait, let me just make sure before. Yeah, he's listed as a guard on on the Eastern Conference ballot. Unfortunate. So, I think he we both a, have. I think and he has the third have, most votes uh, in terms of guards right now. I think we both have Jimmy. Yeah, obviously the Heat deserve one player, and the one that's going to pretty much definitely be a shoe, and I think is going to be Jimmy more than anyone else. As deserving as Kyle and and Tyler have cases, I think with the, between the fan voting because he has pretty good fan voting too from the front court. He's fifth right now. He's yeah. pretty close to Jason Tatum. He might be able to overtake him by the final votes. Um, yeah, I just feel like Jimmy. If you're going to pick one Heat player, which I think they might only get one player, unless like reserves and stuff, like not not counting those, but like just in terms of like the initial 12, I think he's going to be the most likely candidate from all of them. And I think he's also probably the most deserving when he's healthy. Like he, I think he's, he's pretty much been their best player. I think he's no question their most deserving guy. I think he's been their best player. I think any any metric will tell you that. I think he's just been their best defensive player all season. He's been their not. I wouldn't say their motor on offense, but clearly their most um, ceiling raising offensive yeah. player. He's having points. one of his best seasons this year in terms of scoring right now. So like, it's just it makes sense for him to get it. Twenty three. Obviously, game. it's the games played, but like a lot of these guys have missed games because of COVID and, and other injuries. So like, I don't see why he couldn't get in just because he missed 
what, three or four weeks? A lot of guys missed. A lot of guys have missed at least two weeks because of COVID. So So Jimmy's at 23 a game, six assists, six rebounds. Um, True shooting, about 60%. 60% true shooting. Um, You know, 88% at the line this season, which is just incredible. The fact that Jimmy's shooting... 59% 59% yeah. true shooting. He's leading well. the league in steals right now still. 23% from three is pretty remarkable that he's able to kind of leverage his finishing, his free throw shooting, and, and the free throw rate yeah. to such an efficient. I mean, the, the dude is one of the best. I mean, before he went down, he was a legitimate MVP candidate. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was top 10 in EPM. I know that that number is – he's six i think right now one two three four five yeah he's six in etm right now if you look at any advanced metric raptor whatever you want uh lebron jimmy is one of the league leaders uh, i think he's actually first or second in lebron last time i checked i don't i don't remember but he's just been their best player and i, I we were talking with tiff brian she's like he's just missed too many games too many of these guys like you said are gonna have missed significant time Durant, DeMar, Levine. I mean, Giannis had missed time Giannis. with COVID. Embiid missed almost a month of COVID. Embiid. He was out the longest with COVID of any player that got it this season. And there's other dudes down the uh, list. Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum's going to be another candidate for one of these records. He's also missed time with COVID. Um, I think Siakam also missed time with COVID. Like, these, a lot of these guys have missed time. And, and not even Siakam missed time with COVID. Plus, he also came back from that surgery he had in the offseason. So, yeah. like, a lot of these guys have had COVID. So like the front court spot, I feel like in the Eastern Conference, it's a little it's it's stacked, but it's also a little thin at the same time because of all these like cases of people who've been missing time. And yeah, I mean there's to me there's like nine great candidates in these in the Eastern Conference for front court spots. And there's really only six spots we can give it to outside of the those two wild cards. I really think that there's not a lot of front court guys because like after Jimmy and Allen in my backcourt, I feel like I'm going to give it to a guy that I don't feel is very deserving. So Who's that? I, I think I know who it is. So my other guy was Tatum. Yeah. And I don't feel great about it. I don't. I, his numbers I, are pretty great, though. His so. numbers are good. They're not... They, it, it's deficiency is not there, obviously, but the stats are still there. Good. I feel a little icky with Tatum, but I don't know who else to put up forward. The only other guy I was thinking of as like a wing, because I kind of wanted to put a wing in there. So like Tatum fits the wing candidate. As as a forward, which he should. Or there's really not many, there's not that many wings outside of Durant. What Durant Tatum gets Jimmy as a wing, right? Still? Jimmy's a wing. So it's Jimmy and Allen are my two front core guys. So like Jimmy definitely takes one of those wing spots. I have Tatum as motor front core player. So you got Tatum as well. I do have Tatum as well. Um, but the other guy actually I think could get a nod, maybe not as a as a as a front court selection, but I think as a reserve, I think. I think I really like Miles Bridges. I think he's had a great season. Charlotte's I don't think he's season. there yet for me. By the way, Levine has played, according to Cleaning the Glass, fifty-four minutes at forward this year. 42 at guard. <laughs> it's just the because the Bulls are so small that they play these guys at, at three and four, right? And yeah. it's just it's frustrating. I'm not there with Miles. I'm just not. I, I think I'm just not. And again, the East front court is so you don't you don't feel good about it. Cause like, do you feel good about Sabonis? No. I don't, I don't feel think Sabonis good about is gonna get in. I mean, the reason why like Bridges also is because the team's doing good. Like 
they're they're going to be a playoff team, and they'll probably be a top six seed, I think, almost or maybe seven seed. So, I mean, I don't think they're going to make it to the play in. I hope they don't because I really like that team. Chat says give it to Siakam over that, Tatum. I I don't I think Pascal started off a little slow, and I just he's think had Tatum, a great seed. No, I, I actually do like Siakam's case, even though he hasn't played that many games. I can't give the Raptors two All Stars. I just can't. That's the thing. I couldn't give them two All Stars either. So I can't. I can't. I can give you no Mutter Frank. I can give you Mutter front court. I can give my other front court. It is Siakam. I do you got Siakams, but you don't have. Do you have Fred? You don't have. Oh well, wait. I, that's 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 the reason why I only picked one. I I felt like Siakam when he has played, he's been. I think he's been their best player on both ends. He's been he's been fantastic. I mean, I, I think you know early in the. Season, I have him on fantasy, so I know for sure he's been. No, crazy. And, he's, been he's been kicking. He's been kicking ass for my fantasy team. OG OG was <laughs> playing really well before Siakam came back to the lineup, and then Siakam kind of came in restored order. And uh, and then OG's numbers took a bit of a dip. You know, you look down the East, you know, you're like, okay, do I do I like Sabonis? No, nah, not really. Do I like Jeremy Grant? I, I don't think anybody should reward a Piston. Uh, no, Nick. No. Julius Randle's just just straight ass. You know, the Wizards, I don't really feel anybody. My Bridges, that's not, I wouldn't feel great about it. Not really there. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, you have guys like Jared Allen and, and then stuff like, and then, you know, with the yeah. Heat, with Bam not really playing enough games bam really hasn't played enough games yeah i, mean, I don't think i think bam's kind of out of the picture well, for that here's a question because uh, i'm now looking and thinking about it how many of these guys like how many teams are going to have two all-stars on the eastern conference is it really just going to be the mets well chicago I oh think, yeah chicago would have two guys yeah so chicago and, and we can get into that so we have our two wild cards left i think you said one of them right one of them was your other guard which was i think levine right yeah. Well, so technically, my, I think Levine would be ahead of um, Garland. So I guess you can put Garland as my wall card if you want to categorize so it that way. I have Levine. And then my last one is Lowry. And I that was the hardest one for me, Brian. Because I had Drew Holiday for the longest. I had Drew Holiday in pencil. And Drew's been fantastic this season. I think Drew's probably... I mean, Drew's at 19 a game, you know, seven assists, five rebounds, 50% from the floor, 38% from three, 55 from two. The dude is incredible. Has played 33 games. So, you know, almost half the season. Yeah. Um, They got a good record still, even though they've you know been missing a lot of time, a lot of games, but... They have a I don't good know. record. So that was that was the guy I had for a long time, Brian. And then the the I mean Lowry's played 39 games. He's at 14. He's gonna miss the next game, apparently. That's what chat was saying. Yeah. Well, I think he's at 13, it. 8, and 5. 50%, 53% from two, 33% from three, uh, 85% from the line. They've just won too much. And he's yeah. been so good at He's like the no stats all-star. And if you look at Chris Paul's numbers, Brian, they're not mm-hmm. so dissimilar like CP and, and, and Kyle. And that includes the bad shooting from three. Cause Kyle from two is really good. And he's been a great mid range shooter this year. He's been, he's having his best season finishing at the rim. And I just think Miami has been so good this season. I think they've been a better season. Let me- Miami's been hurt too. Because people are going to say, well, Milwaukee was really injured. Well, Miami's been really injured, too. Both teams have been really, really injured. And when Milwaukee was absolutely falling apart with only Giannis, 
they were the 10th seed in the East. And when Miami was apart, only Lowry, not even Jimmy, or Bam, you know, they were climbing the standings. So, I mean, I they're, t- they're tied for the first seed right now. And a lot of that is due to Lowry. I mean, they changed their offense with him basically running the show. He's third right now in terms of assists, which is great. I mean, I, that's pretty much... If you're adding a point guard to this selection, really, really, there's only one true point guard, I feel like, and it's Trey Young. I mean, outside of Darius Garland, I have him too. I mean, you, I don't think you had him, so you only have, like, one true point guard on your thing. Outside of Lowry, like, there probably should be a second point guard added to this all-star team. I, I think Lowry makes the case with just the way he plays as an initiator. I, I, don't, I know people in the chat are saying, oh, he doesn't have enough points, like, he wasn't expected to be a, a scoring guard on his team anyway. He was supposed to be the facilitator that also you know, was great on defense, hounding the point of attack. And he's done more than that, I feel like. like I know I complain a lot about his three-point shooting numbers, and I'm sure they'll probably end up going you know, up towards the end of the year. But I feel like they're sufficient enough compared to a lot of these other guys, especially on the Western Conference. Like Chris Paul's shooting numbers suck, and he's probably going to be an all-star starter. So, and, he'll, and he deserves it. Yeah, he deserves it. That team is is insane. They're they're like they only have nine games. They even have double digit losses still. Dark so I think he says Kyle and CP. I think I think Lowry definitely has a great case to be that last wild card spot. And, and I was thinking about it too. And actually, I was thinking between him, and I was thinking between him, and actually, I was thinking between him and Jalen Brown. And the only reason I picked Lowry ahead of Jalen Brown is because of the record. Because Miami has the first seed right now. I think if Miami was like a fifth or sixth seed, maybe even fourth seed, I'd probably pick Jalen Brown ahead of him. I just, I just can't, I just can't give it to Jalen. I, I can't, I can't. And it's funny because you look at Kyle's numbers and nothing jumps out. This just jump out a little bit because he's one of the leading assist men in the league, right? And I think the efficiency at the rim jumps out at you, right? And, and the mid range yeah. shooting has been really good. The defense, obviously, that that doesn't show up in a stat page or anything, but I mean, he's been an incredible defender for the Heat. Has just contributed to winning in every way, and I think he's because this comes down to who are the best twelve players in the Eastern Conference. Now, do I think Kyle is a better player than Drew Holiday? That's it gets tough, and when it gets to a point that I I have to hair split, I'll just lean with the win. Games played, games played too. Uh, six games is negligible to me, right? I, that, that's pretty close that, you know, that doesn't matter, especially in a COVID season. And um, so I go with Kyle. If somebody has Drew over Kyle, I I can't get mad at it. I, I don't know. But that's kind of where I was. And I made this decision, Brian, like two days ago, because two days ago, I didn't have Lowry in, in my, I did not have Lowry in my all-star game. That he had one all-star. I, I, Bam is just not, has Bam even played 20 games? I don't even. I don't even know. I think playing. I think twenty games is like should be the minimum. I think. Oh, Bam? Games, no, Bam's played more than twenty games. Bam's played nineteen games this season. He has. It's crazy. He's barely played. I know. It's insane. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I didn't even count Bam because I he, I wasn't going to count because he was out for so long. Though. Yeah, like, he's just been out. So he's played. How many has Jimmy? Has Jimmy played thirty? And his numbers aren't as great. He's as, played twenty six. Yeah, I, I think the minimum's twenty. Is it? Yeah, I know for me, like for me oh, personally, okay. my cut. I don't my think there's an actual, like there's not an actual like, limit. I'm looking at no, like no, no. the criteria. But obviously, like a lot of these guys aren't going to give out because they've missed so much time. Like there's, I mean, there's, there's some cases where like I feel like Siakam 
Pat, I mean, you actually see me can't see his play. I thought he played well, well more in 20 because I've had for a while in my teams. Pascal but, um, might be around the 22 to 23 range. Pascal's played. I, I like Siakam's case because he's been he's played 28 games. So like I, I feel like he's played enough games, even though he was out for for some time with COVID and he came back from that surgery. He's played enough games where I feel like he's in that range where he should still be safe to you know get an All Star consideration. Bam, 19 points per game, 10 rebounds, three assists. Down year, according to he Twitter for Bam. <laughs> He's a fucking monster. That's dude. a down year for Bam. That's, that's what people are saying. <laughs> Um, he's awesome. You know, kind of got the rebounding back up to double digits. You know, after yeah. last season, he was at nine, bumped that up to 10. I think that matters. Scoring last season, 18.7. This year, 18.5. Assists gone down a little bit because he's asked to do less in the offense. Um, yeah. You know, field goal, field two point percentage, you know, went down. Look at it next year. I'm not even worried about them. Like, he's shockingly taking more shots. Had he been healthy the rest yeah. of like, this entire season, he would have been a lock and, and maybe we'd be saying Lowry's out. But like at the moment, if I Bam think was healthy, he, I think it makes. Well, he'd be a forward. Maybe, and, yeah, he'd uh, be a front court player. It would it would make someone's life like you know Jared Allen really hard, and you might have to kind of slide Garland in, and you might have to. I mean, I think Bam would be more deserving of Tatum for sure. If maybe Bam that, played way, if Bam played more games, I would pick him ahead of Siakam. That might that might push. Honestly, you know, Tatum out, right? You put Bam and then that pushes Kyle out and then you could just give it yeah. a Drew and feel good about yourself. Um, but that's not what happened. So that that's kind of where I am. So to recap my 12 R-Stars, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Trey Young, Giannis Embiid, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Jimmy Butler, Jared Allen, Fred Van Vliet, Jason Tatum, and Kyle Lowry. Now my, my alternate, we'll get into yours now too, Brian. I don't think I have to. I the, the alternates I don't think have to be by position. I don't think that in the past they've done it that way. They they just pick know. a dude. They just Dragic, pick like best Dragic came in for a forward. I remember, and I remember yeah. that being funny. They just so I just picked Drew Holiday as my alternate because I think he deserves it, and I feel good about myself now. I'm sorry to Bradley Beal. I'm sorry to Demonte Sabonis. I'm sorry to Lamelo Ball. I'm sorry. I I couldn't. And those are the guys that really got cut for me. And Garland. So how many guys I, right now it's like one guy that's pretty much like probably for sure is not going to Levine play probably game. too. If Levine's out, I probably give it a Garland just cuz I think Garland's been really good and it's and it just seems at the pot. like I just can't give it a Beal. Like I can't give it a Beal. He hasn't been that good this year. His numbers I can't have give been it a, really I bad. can't give it a Jalen Brown. His numbers, his three-point shooting has been like uh, absurdly bad. It's like I can't, I can't. people are telling me to give it a Garland. He, he didn't even make it 2 years ago when he was averaging 30 points a game. How is he going to make guys, it averaging 23 on terrible shooting? Guys, Drew Holiday's been too good. I can I it, it pained me to put Kyle Lowry over him and I love Kyle. my game's Kyle Lowry lifer. Uh, Drew's been amazing. I can't even, you know what I mean? You just, I just can't. So, you know, Drew's my alternate. If Levine's out, you know, we could talk about Garland. So Brian, who's your, who's your alternate? And then what's your, your final list? Um, I I have a, like a list of guys. I, ha- I have to like, really think about it. Um, For your alternate. Yeah. Well, I Fred. think Jalen, I think, I think for me, it's probably gonna be Fred. Yeah. Cause I didn't vote him in. So yeah, Fred will definitely be my first alternate. You don't have, Drew, I think right? my, no, I don't have Drew Reader, but I, don't, I wouldn't, I don't think you I wouldn't even Drew. consider Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. So only one buck, two Raptors. Interesting. 
I, I just really like Fred I love over to Drew. See it. Let's go. <laughs> Somebody on this podcast gave two all stars to to the Raptors. I think they've been that good. It wasn't me. They've they've really turned their season around. Like they start off terribly, and I feel like they've definitely turned their season around to the point where they might not even be a playing playing team. So like, I mean, they looked great last night, even though the Heat won. Like, I thought that looked like a playoff team that deserved at least one All Star person. Like, uh, the second guy is going to be only getting in as a reserve, so he's not he's he's not going to be voted by the coaches. He's going to be you know replaced by Adam Silver. So I think Fred VanVleet. Could okay. be that one guy. If I had to pick a second guy, I think Jalen Brown would probably be my second one. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I just didn't want to go to him. You know, poor Lamelo Ball playing well, but you know, obviously not good enough for Brian Goins. I like Miles Bridges still more than him. That's crazy. Lamelo's special, dude. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just really like his game. I don't really like Lamelo's game. I guess that that might be why. You don't like Lamelo's game? No. He's been he's been he's been spectacular. I think he's been good. Like I'm not saying he's not good, and he's probably going to be also worthy for years to come. But like it's a second year, it's a second season, right? Like he doesn't have to be an all-star right away. Like he can wait another year. It's okay. (laughs) That's all she wrote. You know. Also considerations to Evan Mobley, who I thought deserved a look. I I agree with Brian. It's just kind of tough to give it to rookies, but you know, I I just couldn't I couldn't really go there. You know, again, Beal. I, I couldn't I couldn't give it a Beal. Middleton, I also thought deserved a look. I, I just like Middleton's numbers. And to be honest, Brian, I really thought hard about Middleton over Tatum, and I don't feel great about it. I just did not feel good about Tatum, but Tatum's just so good that their playoff team they, they're they're gonna need one guy selected. Like that's why that's pretty much the way I was viewing it. Like a lot of these guys who are playoff on playoff teams. They're gonna have to have at least one guy, and like Tatum's numbers that are up there with a playoff team, like there's no way he's not gonna be selected. I feel like he's a lock. I'm so I'm so like back and forth on Tatum. So let's recap Tatum's stats a little bit. Twenty five point five points per game, twenty six points per game, eight rebounds, four assists. You know, playmaking's been good, rebounding's been up. Forty eight percent from two, which is about his career average. Thirty three percent from three bad but there's other guys that we voted in that have that three point percentage or worse yeah um chris middleton is at 20 points per game five rebounds five assists um 46 percent from two 39 percent from three that's he's winning his i think middleton's defense has been better than than Tatum's Tatum has had some slippage on that end. Yeah. So that's where I am. That's where I am and I'm going to go Tatum barely. I don't feel great about it. Middleton could probably have a hot two weeks and make his way in for me if Tatum yeah. sinks it up. I don't feel great about it, but that's that's where I am. There's a there's a comment on here saying, "Oh, Raptors are a 9 seed, Celtics are a 10 seed." I mean, if you look at the standings they're all within like a half a game of each other and like a game of the seven seed. Like the way we were picking this, not today, we were picking this over the course of the last few days. So obviously Hawks some of the standings back. have changed. Hawks are the Hawks. I know for sure are going to be the, are going to be the worst team to have an all-star player. Probably. Yeah. The Hawks are just like, I mean, they're, they're three and a half back, but Trey Young's oh. numbers are, are up there to the point where like, I it's like hard to deny him. He's averaging over 27 points and 10 assists. Like he's um, just too good. And he's, he's, he's not the issue there. It's, yeah. It's other, it's other people. 
Um, I mean, the play in the the, the play in and, and everything else has really kind of separated recently. I mean, still the the play in. So the six seed is, is Philly, who's you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like <laughs> they're 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 two and a half. They're 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 one and a half games ahead of the seven seed Hornets. Yeah. So it's crazy how close like all these seeds are, but pretty much like the top four are close neck to neck for like the number one seed. Miami's three and a half games out of the play in. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Uh Charlotte is 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 in the play in the and, and they're four games back of first place. So uh just Jared says Brian is what I imagine Schmidt the Smolnik looks like. <laughs> uh shout out to Schmidt and not here today, you know, our chat faithful. And that's really it. That's been our all-stars. I've wanted to get our picks in. Stuff keeps happening. Bam's returning. All sorts of hubbubaloo left and right. And we just couldn't get kind of a day to, to pick our our, our, uh, our our guys. But we did it. No Western Conference picks. Who cares? I cared about the Jimmy angle. How can we get Heat players in the all-star game? Yeah. And for those of you saying that this doesn't matter... Guys, Hall of Fame resumes depend on stuff like this, right? So guys on the fringes, like Kyle Lowry and stuff like that, this stuff matters. Like if Kyle gets another All-Star appearance and he's a seven-time All-Star, if you're seven-time All-Star with a gold medal and with a title, you get in, you get in the Hall of Fame. And I, I think seven has been kind of the magic number, you know, historically. Um Joe Johnson is probably going to get in the Hall of Fame as a seven-time All-Star, right? And 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 that's just kind of how it goes. Uh, just Jared says, when do they select All-Star coach? I believe it's when the 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 reserves get picked, right? I think the All-Star coaches is, is decided literally like whenever whoever that like the whoever is number one and, right before the All-Star game. No, but I think it's that, whoever's number one when the reserves get picked. I think that's what it is, isn't it? I I thought it was right before the All-Star game, but you might be. I honestly do not know. I probably should look that up. Um, that is a great question. Yeah, I, I don't. Because Quinn Snyder was the all-star coach for the West last year. I think the East. And then it's also about a case of like if you were selected the year before, you can't get it two years in a row. Two weeks before the all-star game. Okay. So Well, Miami has a case to get Spell in there. Because, yeah. yeah, voting is pretty much ending soon. Yeah, voting's ending soon, so you know, keep keep hammering at home. Uh, real quick, Brian, we have, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Tyler Hero's All Star campaign. I, I want him. I want him to get there. I, I still can't. I can't even give him as a as like a as a reserve. Just I like don't as a think replacement player. So some people may say he deserves it over Tyler over over Kyle. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, twenty points. You know. 47% from two, 46% from two, 38% from three, five rebounds, four assists. He's good. He he deserves a look, but I couldn't do it. I, I just, you know, you look at our list, and because he's a guard, I don't think he deserves it over Fred. I don't think he deserves it over Kyle and Drew. And I don't think he deserves it over Damar and Levine, Harden and Trey. So that kind of leaves us with. He's one of the first guards out, and I just, I just, I don't know. I, I think Kyle's been better this year. So fan voting ends in four days on January 22nd. It's this Saturday. The starters are announced on January 27th, and then the reserves are announced on February 3rd. So we're looking at another, what, two, two weeks-ish, two and a half, maybe? It's before we actually get like all the 
um, all-star players announced. So the, what was the comment said two weeks before or two weeks? I, I said two weeks before I read on Google. Okay. Two weeks. Then, before the game. So, well, let's Brian real quick. Cause we got to get out of here. The game is February twenty. So I'm on just Tyler's to, campaign. So yeah. okay, we'll so February six. Whoever, if whoever has the, the best record in the Eastern Conference on February six gets to uh, be the head coach. Uh, two weeks from now. Game. So you know, shout out to Expo. Go go get him, Tiger. So quick, quick on Tyler's case. Uh, how you feel? What you think? He's had a great year. I don't think Miami's going to have a case for more than two All Stars. This isn't the big three area where they had Dwayne, LeBron, and Bosh all locked in. Like Miami has a case to have four all-stars because Bam also, like if he was healthy, he'd be an all-star um, caliber um, player to be selected. I, I really think they have a case for two because they'll be probably the number one seed. So in my mind, especially if the coach is deciding like who gets to be on the reserve team and even with replacing players involved, it just makes sense for Miami to get two, two guys in there. And I, I just don't think Tyler's case is bigger than Lowry's and Jimmy's pretty much a lock. So. That's pretty much where I come down to it. Like Tyler's had a great year. And even though like Kyrie's been out on some of the other dudes who are hurt or didn't play this season, um, probably would have been more deserving than Tyler, even though he had a great season this year. Like I just find it hard for Tyler to get there until he probably starts averaging probably Devin Booker numbers when he was with before like Chris Paul, like when he was averaging like 25 or 24 games. It's hard. I think for he him, needs though. to get there. Well, it's hard for him because, like, the guys he plays with, you know, Bam and Jimmy are going to probably get first crack unless he's, like, I mean, he's not better than those guys, right? Yeah. So, you know, he's, and it's it's really, unless you're, like, a dominant team. But he need like, his numbers are good now. And if he was, like, a defensive, like, if he was, like, p- p- playing Drew Holiday defense with the numbers he was posting now, oh, yeah, yes, for he'd sure. be an all-star. But, like, if his main, his main call is, is offense, and, I mean, his thing is, obviously, like, he's off the bench. He's a six-man, like. I feel like coaches are going to look at that like he's not a start. Like it's going to be hard for him to get those votes. So he's minus I don't know. I, 1.4 uh, in defensive uh, estimated plus minus, which would rank in the 19th yeah. percentile. Not good. I, I want Tyler to get into the All-Star game. I want every Heat player in the All-Star game. So it's not like I don't want him there. It's just it's hard to see him, you know, taking so many spots of, like a guy like Darius Garland, guy like Fred Van Vliet, like it's hard to put him ahead of those guys. And, and I, even with his own team, like we just talked about, like I think that when we saw the sample when all those guys were out, you know, if Tyler was a leading scorer, you know, during that stretch, Kyle was the the, the straw that makes a drink. And I thought what yeah. he did on both ends and the way he got him into gear offensively, you know, uh, to me that makes him the better player and it makes him the more deserving All Star. Um, you know, Tyler's played twelve more games than Jimmy, played thirty eight games. Jimmy's and, and I'm looking at the fan voting. He dropped off the t- top 10 of the fan voting. So he's not even like on the list of like guys to even like, it's, it's hard for me. I, I don't Again, I don't care about, I'm, we're doing what I know. We I know. Think. Yeah. I don't really give a shit about that. I mean, I, I'm not even talking about what's realistic and what's not, but I just, just don't think it's realistic. And I don't even think personally, I don't think he's going to be deserving of, of it this season. But and, and I like it's what his third year. Says. He's, he could be the next year. Who knows? He'll have another chance at it if he keeps us up. Dr. Piggy says, since coaches take reserves, they'll be more inclined to put Lowry. For sure, they always go vets to play defense and stuff. Hopefully, you know, Tyler can get another chance at this because he is a really special player, and I think he's better than for sure I thought he'd be. Yeah. Um, and that's that's really our show here, guys. Um, it was really fun, Brian. I like doing shows with you. I missed it, and I really wanted to get these picks done. Me too, man. Uh, we should probably do it again. Something else. I don't know where we're going. We need to still come up with something for the Fungio episode. 
So if you guys have any ideas, I don't know who we should bring on. I, I've reached out to a couple guests to see if we can get them on. And by couple, I mean Solomon Hill. Well, uh, we'll, we'll go to the <laughs> He, he, he we'll responded come. back, but he, I feel like we need to still push well, he got again. traded now, so that things that, that yeah, things that, that kind of made it hard. I don't know. Situations have changed, so we'll see. But if you guys, hey, if you guys tweet at him, be like, hey, we'd like to have you back on a mind like that. Don't harass Solomon Hill. Leave Solomon. Well, it could we'll help. Find, we'll, we'll find something. Guys, thank you so much for always coming to stream. If you're a pod listener, thank you so much. If you're a YouTube listener or, or viewer, thank you very much. Please hit subscribe. For some reason, I think the algorithm said 65% of you watch the videos and don't subscribe. Just hit subscribe. Does it helps us? It makes the notification yeah. easy for you. I don't even, I'm not even telling you to hit the bell. I'm just telling you to hit subscribe. So when you, you see in your inbox, you know what's going on, right? So that helps us out. You know, smash it, the like button. I don't, I don't even, I don't even know. I likes help with the algorithm. I listen, I don't care. I just want to keep the viewers. I just want y'all subbed. It's nice. It looks good. Uh, keep I want to see 300 likes on this video. We uh we love to read the comments and we all laugh about it in our group chat. So shout out to y'all. Um, remember, weird off pregame show before every game, hangover time after every game. Our post game and pregame show, our game day coverage is second to none. And of course, you get this pod on off days. Thank you guys so much. See you tomorrow. Peace. <laughs>